folks. Welcome to the Machine Repeat Podcast, episode number 43. Hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And as we shift into 2022, takes us all a while to get our legs underneath, but I hope you're off to a, a good start there. Now, uh, from my perspective, I know a lot of people were, were asking me as uh, November and December played out with the incredible strength in auction pricing and record highs, uh, day, literally daily on all types of equipment, uh, good condition used stuff sold. Uh, people were pinging me, machine repeat, boy, things things have to cool off once the calendar flips, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of validity to the thought, maybe that uh, you take out the year-end tax buyers, things will cool off. But folks, I I just got to report what I see. It's what I've been doing for over 32 years now. And uh, good condition used farm equipment values are, if anything, they've actually gone up a little bit since we flipped into January 22 here. It's unbelievable. But if you've been following uh, my breadcrumb trail of, uh, you know, blogs and YouTube videos and commentary, you've maybe seen this, but, you know, again, uh, just to put some proof behind what I'm saying here, uh, a couple sales I had my eyes on. The uh, first big farm sale that, that I was tracking was January 5th. Now, this was in uh, Weston, Ohio. Sales by Whalen Realty and Auction. It was a retirement auction for Matthew Bumgarner. Beautiful condition equipment here, low-hour stuff, but uh, I mean, check the, check out these prices, folks. Matthew had a 1991 John Deere 4455 tractor, mechanical front, 3,251 hours on it. They're about 84000 bucks, and that is the fourth highest auction price ever on a 4455 sold without a loader, but but as amazing as that is, 84K, and that's the fourth highest, it's the third highest auction price on a 4455 the past seven weeks. You might remember the one uh, December 10th, Sullivan, Indiana, the Jeff Boston Auction Service sold, a 92 model, 4455 two-wheel drive, 1,299 hours on it, I think. But that brought 91,000 bucks. We had another 4455 hit 86,000 November 20th in Grover Hill, Ohio, 3,628 hours on that 92 model mechanical front. Uh, but again, that wasn't the only high tractor on this uh, auction January 5th in uh, what town? again Weston, Ohio. Another record was set on a 2000 John Deere 8410T track tractor, 2,488 hours, went for 116. That was 21,000 over the previous record high of 95,000. And oh, by the way, that record of 95,000 on that 8410T, that was from February 2nd of 2006. 16 years ago, and again, it sold, it broke that record by 21000 bucks January 5th. Uh, it wasn't just the green tractors. That sale also had a 2013 Challenger MT855C, just under 1400 hours, sell for two forty seven. Same deal, record price, 27000 over the previous high of two twenty, which was back from uh, seven years ago. Same sale had a very strong price on the S680 combine, so again, that was January 5th. Then if we uh, we hop over to January um, 8th, and let's go down to Sumter, South Carolina. Our friends at Rebel Auction Company had a retirement sale for Triple C Farms. Again, very nice equipment. Um, you know, but it's not it's not just the pre-tier four, pre-def stuff that's selling high right now. They had a 2019 John Deere 8400R. 769 hours on it, brought 395,000 bucks. 
That was 59,000 over the previous high. And again, this is coming out of South Carolina. Uh, they also had a 2001 John Deere 8410 on that sale. Uh, 6,756 hours went for 115. I think the second highest auction price in five plus years on an 8410. And again, out of South Carolina, January 8th. Um, so again, you know, good condition use stuff is very strong, but you know, the inventory situation on dealer lots, extremely tight. In fact, if you, if you happen to catch AgriTalk radio show, I, I sat in this past Monday and, and, and uh, as a host of the show, Chip Flory was out. So I had on as a guest, Mike Hedge, president and CEO of Berkey's Farm Stores, a great 17 location Case H dealer in Illinois, Indiana. And we were mainly talking about the their cool new uh, ESOP, Employee Stock Ownership uh, they program. They transferred 100% of the ownership of the dealership to their employees, which was super cool. Um, but then Mike and I chatted a little bit and I just asked Mike, said, geez, what, what's your take on this current uh, new and used farm equipment market? And he was blunt. I've known Mike for a long time. He just said, Pete, this is different. This is just, we have not seen this before. So again, the tighter availability on the used lot still with us. Supply chain issues affecting, uh, you know, new equipment availability and price of that new equipment. Um, but I think you're going to enjoy our guest on the show this week. We're going to kind of hit this from a different angle, but a um, guy I've known for many years, Dustin Abolig. Dustin is the VP of Sales and Marketing, Sales and Marketing Director for for uh, Drago Tech, for Drago, Drago Cornheads. And Dustin's family actually just over 20 years ago, back in 2001, uh, brought Drago Cornheads to North America to their uh, Fenton, Iowa location. And uh, I've been watching their development over the years. Known Dustin for a long time. He's a great guy. Farms right there in, in Fenton, Iowa, north central part of the state with his, uh, his parents, uh, Danny and Darlene, and his brothers, uh, Derek and Devin. Hardworking family, and uh, yeah, it's, it's. I wanted to have Dustin on to uh, share the story of Drago Cornheads. Um, actually, goes back. Of course, they're made in Italy, but they go back to 1954. Uh, Giuseppe Carboni, uh, you know, family-run business, um, and that's all they do. They just make cornheads, and they've been making them for almost 68 years now. So really cool to hear the story on how uh, Dustin and his family um, became basically the Drago uh, distributor here in North America. And uh, I've been noticing, I mean, quite frankly, on the auction market, uh, increased demand for good use Drago cornheads. I've seen some really strong sale prices. So I think a lot of the things they've been working on, um, you know, the durability issues, the, the, the excellent performance in down corn areas, um, less header loss, uh, really starting to resonate out there. So uh, let's bring in Dustin right now for a conversation. Again, Dustin Bollig, uh, Drago Cornheads. Hey, folks, uh, please be joined by our special guest on this episode of the Machinery Pete podcast, Dustin Bollig, uh, Sales and Marketing Vice President with uh, Drago Tech USA. Uh, Dustin, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. No, thank you, Greg, for having having me on today. 
Well, and uh, we keep the thank yous going. I'll just uh, back at you, Dustin. Thank you and your family for uh, bringing Drago Cornheads to the U.S. here. It's just been a little over 20 years now. Um, and let's uh, maybe start by kind of telling the story here. Uh, your folks, uh, so that would be Denny and Darlene Bollig. Uh, you guys are out of Fenton, Iowa. Is that correct, Dustin? Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Actually, uh, there's a really small town we're close by. It doesn't have a zip code anymore, but uh, just four houses. It's called Seneca. We always kind of claim that, too, for fun. Seneca, but, Iowa. Uh, it's uh, out in the middle of farm country, for sure. Okay. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, walk us back, Dustin. How, how did this uh, all come to be that these Italian-made uh, cornets found their way to the uh, heart of the Midwest? Okay. Well, I'll just... I mean, just start with how the company itself, um, Olomac, yep. uh, came about. Um, Olomac is the maker of Drago. They they they, and they focus on on one thing, and that's cornheads. And they they basically started this back. It's a four generation uh, family that started back in 1954 building cornheads, and that's the same year John Deere started building cornheads. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the big difference, though, is like I said, is it, it just, they just completely focus on cornheads. So hmm. uh, their ideas, their knowledge is passed down from one generation to has passed down from one generation to the next on what is the best way to build in a cornhead and also what features are are, are are most important and how do we improve them? And one of the big things you know they've always focused on is yield. And uh, so we've, over the years, we have seen just tremendous technology growth with, um, with this, with, by having this idea of family and, and passing on the knowledge of, of how to build corn heads better and to get more yield. And uh, the GT is our latest, is their latest one, and it is phenomenal on what it's doing for farmers out there for grain savings and everything. Hmm. Um, and uh, today, the head, en the head engineer, Anzo, is the son of Giuseppe uh, Carboni. And uh, he is uh, in the works of, 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 he's kind of the mastermind behind the, the Dragon Series 2 and now the GT. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's, it's been an amazing product. And uh, his sister also runs the, uh, um, the, uh, more the, the human human resources and the financial side of stuff. Okay. And they, it, what's fun is when we when we talk with them, um, we are talking directly to them. We're not. It's not like with a corporate company. Um, you know, right. with a corporate company, you've got a lot of levels to try to get to to try to get something done. With this, we directly talk with them, and it is it is night and day difference on on getting stuff done. And mm. we've been very happy with that. And we actually started working with them uh, back in the 2001. Uh, basically, my dad's worked with Case um, and DMI Concord back in the days. Um, yep. Back in, and uh, that's kind of how he started. He actually started making planners and experimental planners with Case uh, back in the day. So and he was then, uh, he was building. He was building prototypes, kind of an engineering focus, your dad? Yeah, kind of a farmer engineered. Yeah, you might say, you know, we didn't have the fancy um, oh, computer-generated stuff. We yep. just uh, um, just built it and ran it to see how it worked. And if something didn't work, we just, re, you know, we just kind of re-engineered stuff. Okay. 
uh, working with them, and it was great. It was it was great working with them. Um, but what we noticed, um, you know, over time is um, they weren't wanting to move as fast as what we were wanting to, okay. and we actually started working with um, uh, a company called Horse to try to build the planner uh, sure. that we were after. Yeah. And uh, that would do all the tillage, do all your passes, do all the passes, plant the fertilizer, put place the fertilizer, plant the seed, do the tillage all in one pass. Yep. And it worked great out in the Dakotas. That's where Horse was more sort of based out of Horse Anderson yep. at that time. And then uh, from there, um, we, we, we had it working here, but you had to have the perfect soils for it to work mm-hmm. dry. And we were, we were more in the, uh, uh, more mucky slew yeah. where you needed where we needed more tile back you know back then right and uh so we kind of said well we we put a lot of our net worth into that and trying to get it to go with horse it didn't it would work out um it, it didn't wasn't working out for us financially and so we decided uh we were gonna back out mm-hmm. and lo and behold um uh, Michael Horsch, um, uh, very good, uh, n- nice guy. He suggested to us that, that we, um, that we actually, uh, he knew of somebody trying to sell cornheads yep. over in here in the U.S. and they were the Drago cornhead. Okay. And so, um, so we, they said, why don't you sell some of these if, it, if you like, and then you can still make some money and then keep working with us. Sure. And, uh, so yeah, so we said we, we, we'd look into it. And, um, so we talked, um, uh, with, uh, the Bauman family, which sells the heads for the factory. They actually, around the world, the factory, the Italians, just what they do, they build, they build the corn heads, um, and they focus on it. And the Bauman's, uh, are from Germany and they actually are the worldwide distributor. So they actually okay. set people like us up across the world. Okay. And, and so they, they approached us. We brought, we, we, uh, bought the, our first one in 2001. And in that era, in that time frame, you know, the corn was, uh, corn was, um, just the ethanol boom was just starting to go. Yep. Corn on corn was becoming a, uh, a big thing. Yep. And how to manage residues. So chopping options were, was a big thing. Right. And, uh, so, uh, especially with corn heads, it was really, you know, uh, there was a lot, there was a lot, uh, talk about that. And so that's one of the reasons we really looked at it was the chopping. And we loved it for the chopping. But what we really noticed when we started harvesting is just how much less head loss there was on the ground. Mm. You know, and, and because I mean, in the ears, they just came down, hit the deck plates and they were dead. There wasn't a lot of bounce to the ears and the deck plates with this automatic system. It was impressive of what it did. And so we were, we were sold, um, very quickly. And, uh, uh, so then we, what we did, we agreed we would sell for them. Okay. And what we did is we, uh, guaranteed, we guaranteed money back to 13 farmers the next year if they didn't like the product. Mm. So we sold 13 and not one brought it back. Not oh. one. They all loved it. Mm. And so, and that was in 2002. And so then 2003, we decided to uh, bring on, bring on dealers or start looking for dealers. And, uh, you know, Red Power here in Iowa, yep. our local dealer, uh, 
has been uh, a top brand, a top top company for us. And, uh, they started, and then also with Arnold's, another powerhouse up mm-hmm. in uh, Minnesota. Yep. Um, and uh, they really they went to town, and we went from first year selling forty to the next year we were selling one hundred fifty, and now today we're we're very easily third or close to tied the second. Wow. Um, today with with cornheads and uh we're uh we're extremely uh, extremely proud of that and we've got a great dealership we've grown with our dealer network today mm. greg i i believe we're at uh, over 160 dealer locations mm. across the corn belt um, okay that's a very very good dealers and we wouldn't be here without them well dustin we've got a good group of them that is, uh, you know, 20 years isn't really that long of a time period. And to, to experience that growth is uh, it's just very impressive. I, I was, when you were talking about the noticing less header loss, I smiled. I, somewhere I read a blog. It might have been on your guy's website. I think it was your mom. Uh, Darlene had a, I think she was quoted as the first pass when you brought the first head back. And that she was just noticing there weren't kernels bouncing off the corn head. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. Was, it was just kind yeah. of visually apparent to you guys. Uh, right. And, and, it's, and it's very visual to most farmers, too. That's the beauty of – that's why one of the things I love about selling corn heads is that, you know, you can talk a lot of technology genetics, um, you know, even like in a planner. It's stuff you, it's, you can't see, but – Concept-wise, you understand and try to um, you can make make it. You can feel like it's you know you have to believe it's working. Yep. With this, you talk to farmers about corn heads and how the ears come down slower. Everything they can imagine it very easily, and they understand it because that's one product they look at the most across the whole year. Right. Because I mean, it's it's for a month. You're just staring at a cornhead, and right. you know, you're paying attention. And so that's one thing people grab onto our concept very easily because it's one thing they're just looking at it the whole time. Well, I you know I'm, I'm trying to remember when it was, Dustin. Probably a few years ago. Time goes so fast. I know it was pre-COVID, but I was visiting with you out at one of the farm shows around the country, and uh, I always appreciated the way uh, your guys' transparency uh, to the you know, potential customers, but also from an educational standpoint, uh, you were, you, you were very patient and, uh, you have a great way with people, but visiting with, you had a display that was kind of, uh, you know, walking farmers through how you guys, your heads are different. And I could almost sense that lean in from the people you were talking to. And I, you know, I could see them kind of nodding their head and it seemed to me like they were coming with how to say they they maybe heard more of their neighbors or chatter about you know, having a drago head and getting good results. Now they wanted to see for themselves. They came to talk to you guys. But can you can you talk about that transparency, openness? Now you guys have some awesome videos out there, um, and and maybe just talk about the the technical things that make uh, you know a drago corn head experience that less header loss. Well, sure, sure, sure. I mean. Honestly, you know, that is one thing we absolutely pride ourselves in. Thank you for identifying that because that's one of our big things is, you know, in our marketing, it's, we, we, you know, a lot of companies will tell you they save yield or they get more bushels an hour or, you know, or this or that. 
you know, and you know, what we do, I and mean, we, we physically, a lot of people say it, we show you how we do it. We say it, but we back it up, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, we have, you know, the automatic deck plates constantly adjusting to the stocks. The stock actually determines how far it opens. So there's a very little gap. So kernels, less kernels look, slip through there. Our, our knife rolls are longer. It gives us more time and they're smaller with a smaller um, diameter. We have less tip speed. Um, and so that we just pull it down slower. We pull it with the longer we give ourselves more time to pull it down slower and then harvest the ear actually farther back of the machine and not instantly up front where other corneas they run too fast mm. and everything bounces and hits right in the front and all your knife my proof is you're not everybody's knife rolls for the corn heads, a lot of them wear out in the first two inches. Mm. And then they're, it's, it's, we're it's dramatic wear in the front. And that's with us. We spread our wear out over the whole machine. And, and that's my proof that the ears come back farther down into the, farther back into the row unit safer and, uh, are less ear balanced and less butt shelly. Mm. You know, and now with the GT, it's got shock, we, we have shock absorbers under the deck plate. I mean, that's the other thing about, you know, Olamac, another praise of Olamac. I mean, they just take the think of how to save yield to a whole new level, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's one of the beauties of what, what we do. Um, what, what they do is they just, they're just focused on, on corn heads and they can't say that enough. And to even just to put shock absorbers under the deck plate. So that way, they, even if the ear, you know, when the ear comes down, it's just even more gentle on mm-hmm. the product. And that really makes a big difference. Okay. Well, that gets um, back to the, to the 100% cornhead DNA of the company, I guess, that they can keep that laser focus, you know, take oh, a yeah. great product and always look to make it better. What t- And I'm, I'm just guessing, you tell me if I'm wrong here, Dustin, but with that type of an approach, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're always ears tuned to what customer, your Drago customers are saying. And yes, yes. And for example, I'll, I'm prime example of Series 2. Uh, you know, we had a, we, a series two is a tried and true and she did a dang good job. Yep. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know, like any machine, it's not perfect. And they, they, they looked and we, and we reported, uh, what the, our customers were saying over here to mm-hmm. them because we're right with the farmers. We understand what farmers thinking because we farm ourselves. Right. You know, we see the, we understand what they want. And uh, when we listened to what they wanted, and we reported that back, and everything, everything, we challenged people at our big meetings when we launched DT. We said, "You find one thing we didn't change, or we didn't improve for the seat, what you wanted out of the series two, the GT doesn't deliver." Mm. And not one people person would raise their hand when we asked that. Mm. Everything they wanted was delivered with the GT. And when did the GT come out again, Dustin? Uh, uh, we launched GT would have been 2016. 2016. Okay. So going on, yeah. on six years here. And again, you mentioned that you farm your family and it, it sounded like, uh, from reading some, uh, some background info that, and maybe this gets back to your dad's days building prototypes for Concord and DMI and KSH, but a lot of the work and testing, you guys did that or continue to do that right on your farm, don't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we okay. do. We do all that. Even now, even with the cornhead stuff, we okay. we test things on our farm, and then also other farms in you know in other areas, okay. depending on uh, you know. But uh, they get some spread because I can tell you, uh, what's interesting is 
one corn hybrid reacts different than another corn hybrid in another state. Right. <laughs> right. It is amazing how yeah, it's the same. It's a it's a corn plant, but the the, the way they grow up into things and uh, you know the the conditions they're in changes a lot of things. Right. Um, so well, Dustin, uh, let me. Uh... It's, it's been a lot of fun to uh, try to tackle those challenges. Well, yeah, I, I would imagine so. Uh, you know, uh, you know, not not resting on your laurels and your growth, but to continually strive to make that product better. Now, I I am interested in one aspect here, which you know, in certain parts of the country, this past year again, well, every year it pops up, but down corn. Yeah. I, I, everywhere I go when I'm visiting, and I, I, if a topic comes around to corn heads, and I, the folks that I've run into that run a drag, oh boy, they their eyes widen and they, they almost get kind of, uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for, but they, you know, they're maybe stoic Midwesterners, but they start preaching about, right. Hey, machinery, Pete, I got to tell you about this. And I just met one of your customers from over your way near Armstrong, Iowa. I think Tony Brown was, yeah. was yeah. telling me about a situation he had, you know, I guess it's right in your neighborhood. There was that, fall of was it 20 or 19 i can't remember it was it was fall of 20 it was fall of 20 um you know the it was like a it was a mini derecho that kind of oh. kind of came through that through that area and it came a little later in the season and broke you know the the crop was more developed so there was good amount of yield on the ground the, the yield wasn't completely affected mm. but it was it was down it was broken off low to the ground and it was very hard for a lot of a lot of um, uh, a lot of people were having troubles getting it up. That was after and Labor Day, wasn't machine. it? And uh, um, you know, uh, one of the things that you know Tony was running a John Deere, you know, at the time, and uh, he had a reel on it and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was he was going one mile an hour and plugging about every five to four minutes, of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, on the way. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm always nervous when I, you know, sell to friends and stuff like that. But I, I, I uh, what was interesting is uh, they asked me to come up there, begged me to come up there and take a look at it. And I went up there and, and they want to know if a dragon would do better. And I, on this, and I said, yes, it would. I, I, I know it would. And, uh, um, and, and, uh, but so they decided to buy one and they went from going one mile an hour to, to uh, uh, four to five miles an hour and not stopping. Hmm. So it was it was a night and day difference. And, and kind of how Drago does it is it, it's really simple. Um, basically, it's just it's 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 a it's a flatter design on the row unit, uh, you know, and uh, so it, it fights less gravity coming up. But it's a combination of two things: the the gathering chains. Are uh, have overlapping or, or have very large sprockets in the front. I mean, very large sprockets in the front, which means the gathering chains overlap the whole gap of the deck plate. And so, basically, what happens is it doesn't allow that plant to escape back. Where other companies just come to uh, come to center, where the chains will just meet. Mm -hmm. You know, with us, we overlap the whole gap, so the so the stock can't escape. You know, and those chains are actually out designed to be out are actually designed out much farther. The gathering chain, the gathering chain sprockets, or the or the um, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, 
the sprockets are out much farther mm -hmm. and so which allows us to get closer to the ground and then also give time to feed it to the deck plate one by one with the overlap it doesn't escape it just feeds so much better plus our knife rolls are knife to knife knife to knife knife rolls um where they where the knives meet and then open up and allow that plant to feed back it gives windows for it to travel back and with our longer rolls pulling down slower we just feed that much better hmm. uh, once we pull that uh, pull that crop in and it's all about it's all about having bigger sprockets in the front that chains overlap that help pull and be more aggressive on pulling that plant in but having st uh, open stock knife to knife stock rolls that have gap and window and don't block the plant from coming in because that's what my friend Tony he was why he was plumbing because the chains were overspeeding with the knife rolls and the knife rolls were breaking it off and he was bringing in so much trash hmm. and that's the reason why um, he was having a problem with us we pull we pull this stock back and then we allow it to go through um, uh, down through the plant and get mostly ears hmm. so again it's 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 very simple design well, it's not overly complicated it's just you know, having a more aggressive chain. Well, Tony, it was interesting to me, uh, Dustin, now uh, covering all different types of equipment on the used side and the new side, you know, it boils down to ROI. And Tony, yeah. but Tony, your neighbor there, boiled it down pretty quickly. And I mean, he just said, Pete, it that thing, this new Drago head paid for itself, I mean, almost instantly with the down corn, the difference they were getting there. So, do you is that um is that something that you guys hear often around the country situationally yes. from yes absolutely mm. absolutely all the time i mean you know a lot of guys really almost talk about us you know when, when down when we get when there's down corn in the area that area tends to get a lot hotter for down corn sale or for sure. corn head sales for us sure sure it well it seems like we're known for it and uh right you really get it um you know and it's, it, it's such a simple simple concept well again i um, maybe chalk that up to the that 100 percent dna corn head going back to 1954 laser focus right. on it uh very interesting now dustin I, I have to ask you this you know the past almost two years now i've been so uh, i default to say interesting but uh, you know interesting frustrating uh with the pandemic and everything and now the yeah. su supply chain issues um of course i've been reporting the used equipment market's been extremely strong uh and, and you're saying your your sales of new just continue to to go up 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 how, how are you guys sitting now i mean do you have some product available new product yes our dealers do have some product available we are a, a little limited this year but we have growth compared to last year and last year Okay. We had a huge growth mm. year last year with prices and everything. Yep. And I think people are just were are they have the they oh I mean, we've gone to where we were, you know, on the want list, where now we're on the afford list. Yep. And I think I mean our our sales are, are through the roof and unfortunately we're gonna have to cut back probably probably some. Um, but uh, there is product there is some product available with dealers, but I would not delay. If you're thinking about a Drago for 2022, I would not delay. Call call your call your dealer. Get in touch with them yeah. right away. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and while we're on that topic, uh, Dustin, you mentioned earlier. I think you're up north of 160 
dealer locations now with the growth of your company here and you guys have the distribution rights i think it's throughout all of north america is that correct correct dustin yep mm-hmm. okay yep. are you are you still actively looking to increase your 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 dealer seller network absolutely absolutely i mean we've got a fantastic group of dealers uh, but we do have a few areas that we're trying to still fill in okay and uh we're always open if somebody's interested hey give us a call okay um you know if a dealer's interested or even you know even if uh you know, we've actually got some good dealers that uh are uh, farmers as well and um you know nice. and have had success but there's a lot of risk that goes with it too so i don't want to sure. i don't want to i don't want to over overstate i understate that enough right but uh but you have had uh, farmers that are customers. Yeah, we, we we do have, uh, you know, we're we're looking for good dealers uh, that can uh, um, that can really help support our product, and okay. uh, we have some areas open that that we would be looking for uh, some dealers. So okay, and if folks give us a call if they're interested, your website uh, dragotech.com, T-E-C, Dragotech. Yeah, yep, that's B-R-A-G-O-T-E-C.com. Dragotech.com. Got it. Yeah. So, folks, if you are interested, um, you know, uh, reach out that way. Uh, and do you have a dealer locator on your website, too? I guess I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we do. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. So, folks, you can yep. check that out. Now, when I was visiting with Tony, uh, your neighbor there, who, uh, and he's, again, he's a, he's a Iowa Midwestern uh, Minnesota farmer here, guy that's not, you know, understated, but he was, he was preaching pretty good. He was pretty happy with it. Well, very happy. So happy, in fact, I think, Dustin, he bought a 2021 model? After- yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Um, he, uh, he he decided that, uh, you know, um, that uh, one of the, he, he saw, I think, I believe, his big reason for going into 2021 because the, 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 head, the head that, he, you know, he went through all that down corner with, yeah. Uh, he couldn't believe the price he could get for it right. uh, when he traded. You know the mm-hmm. retail value of what he had owned just for one year. Right. He was shocked by it and decided he wanted to make a move uh, to you know if it was that if it wasn't going to be that much more expensive, um, considering what he what he'd gone through. Right. Uh, he uh, he decided that um, that would be that he 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 made that okay. decision and it was a it was a good decision because it ended up you know with the supply chain issues we're having here right in uh, 2022 prices have gone up uh so it was a it ended up being a very good move uh, well that's it's interesting uh this kind of gets into my area you know tracking auction hard cash auction sale price data for 32 plus years now and i i would shoot you straight dustin and tell you i've been noticing from my chair that uh you know, it's it's pretty clear increasing buyer demand on good condition Drago heads out on on the open market. So, I just bounce a couple of these uh, price points off you to get your take. But uh, from different places in the country, different ages. I mean, I recently saw, right? In fact, it was three days after Christmas. We saw a ten-year-old, almost eleven-year-old Drago uh, eight thirty head sell for thirty thousand bucks on a farm auction in Liberty, Indiana. Our friends at Trader Real Estate and Auction had that sale. So almost 11 years old, 30K. And then a couple other ones. I know last year we saw a 2020 model, 830 GT. I think it had like 1,500 acres on it. That one for 77.5 in yeah. Iowa. Yeah. And then we saw one in Arkansas 
that caught my attention, you know, getting a little bit farther south, it was an 18 model 830 GT. I think Big Iron sold it. Jones, uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas went for 69,750, almost 70K. So, I mean, hard cash. I mean, those, right. those prices right. stack up with, I mean, they, they hold water compared to anything. Right. And, you know, I would tell you, I would test to, you know, right now there is a, there is a waiting line for used GTs, mm. you know, right now. And also, I mean, and I'm afraid there, there might be one for new here in not too long. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, um, it's, uh, you know, the, the product speaks for itself. It sells itself. I mean, if you look at all the yield features it has compared to all the OEMs, I mean, you know, basically, you know, if you look at OEMs, they all have hydraulic deck plates. And I mean, John Deere came out with hydraulic deck plates in 1995. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, what's changed? If you look at what has changed essentially on a corn head to save more yield, mm-hmm. there really hasn't been a lot. There really has been hardly, hardly anything. Um, you know, uh, you know, and the other thing is about Drago, where I think people know is the durability. This factory, I, and I, I beg people always to go to our website, go to the about section and look, we have a number of videos on our, on our, uh, we have tour videos where we go through the factory and show all the, 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 these guys make all their own gearboxes, make their own gears. Uh, they make 90%, I would say at least 90 to 95% of, of the, product in-house so they're not they're not subject to other supply uh supply vendors and and their availability and that's why we've been able to actually produce more heads compared to other companies Mm. uh because because of this uh this um, its ability to make its own product Mm. uh in this factory and it's a very high quality factory it's got you know robotic gear making robotic gearboxes uh, it's got uh, robotic bending, uh, robotic laser cutting. So and, this is uh, the uh, it's got robotic assembly too for uh, the knife rolls. The knife rolls have it's they have all the knife rolls are made by a robot that have the bolts inside everything. It brings the knife over, mounts it to the piece to the to the main shaft, okay. and bolts everything onto the right spec. Wow! I mean, it's an amazing sight. So you're talking uh, now, about. The, the facility and now they've invested they've invested into uh the uh, into uh, uh laser uh laser um etching the the mm. tungsten carbide on you know where before it used to be just gas blown on that you know kind of a this is kind of rough but the tung- tungsten got on yep. now they're laser etching it into the in, into it and it is gonna it's gonna may add a third of life to our knives compared mm. to our old knives and way beat other OEMs on longevity. And, you know, I mean, that's what happens when you get a company that just focuses on one product. Sure. They can, they can spend the money on, uh, and do everything and, and save money by, by buying this technology. Mm. And, and what the, the nice, the nice thing about it is, it's, it becomes a very high quality machine. I mean, the GT is all gear drive, even the auger is gear driven. You know, it's got the largest auger in the industry, and it's, mm-hmm. but it's all gearbox. The only chain on there is, is the gathering chain. I mean, it's built mm-hmm. so durable, mm-hmm. you know, that it, and they, the quality checks that they do on this. I mean, every piece, 
um, is checked. They have a, a quality machine that checks every gearbox and every and every major gearbox piece, powertrain piece, and it's all checked off, stamped off by somebody. So that way, if there was a problem, they can actually go back to the guy that was checking it and or making it and saying, you know, and uh, make sure he's accountable sure. to what he's doing. So that the plant you were describing, that's the plant in northern Italy, right? Yes, that is the plant. Yep, mm-hmm. in, what, uh, in Margarita. Margarita, yep. and that's uh, as you you described it to me before, but uh, you you and your your family have actually been over there, I suppose, a number of quite a few times. Uh, Oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you describe the area? And, and and again, you said the plant is just sort of beyond impressive with their uh, automation. Yes, it's it's at the it's at the base of uh, is at the base of the uh, I believe the Alps there. Okay. I yep. believe. Yep. Um, in northern Italy, um, beautiful, just beautiful. And a lot of people don't think of Corn when they think of Italy, mm-hmm. but the north, the north. The north head of uh, northern head of Italy has a lot of corn in mm. a lot of corn, and uh, they get very good temperatures and uh, um, they don't get overly hot. Uh, so it really grows some really really nice tall corn, mm. big corn, okay. uh, yield wise. And so um, it's just a it's just a beautiful scene in the morning. You're driving up to the factory, and it's it's just they, they're, they're at the base of these these mountains and. Hmm. Just an amazing sight. And yeah. the this factory, the factory is uh, uh, is uh, I think uh, twenty thousand uh, twenty or yeah twenty thousand square meters or something like that. I believe okay. it's very large, but um, and uh, they have it's all solar powered. Everything is uh, on and done robotically. It's it's a and the, what's impressive about this factory is. You can walk in the factory and you you could literally eat off the floor of this mm. thing at any time because of all the robotics, everything is just it's just clean. Mm. It's 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 super clean. You know, they've got robotic uh they even got robotic uh um uh forklifts that go around and get product for another robot, mm. bring it from the big main robotic ma- robot magazine. And uh, hmm. the robot magazine brings it down. The robot forklift goes on and gets the parts that are needed, wow. takes it over to either an assembler or a robot to uh, to, to be integrated. Into and that. Dustin is the is the main guy, the founder Giuseppe. He's still around, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yes, he is. He how, is. How yeah. old so is he, he now? He walks, and what's interesting, he used to walk the floor every day. Yeah. Now he's getting to an age where he, you know he. Uh, he, they, they got him a golf cart, and he drives and talks to each employee and uh, hmm. asks them how the day's going, making sure everything's going well. Uh, just a, a fantastic gentleman. Hmm. So just literally, gentleman. literally a family-run yes. company. Okay, very cool. Now let's talk about your facility there in, in Fenton, Iowa, Seneca, Iowa, uh, Drago Tech. You you have like how many employees do you have there, Dustin? Uh, we've got uh, uh, a little over thirty employees okay. right now. Okay. Yep. yep. And we've, got, we've got five reps that travel um, right now. That uh, sales reps that travel. We've got uh, uh, a number of parts guys that help keep the parts moving. Uh, really good logistics uh, people that help with orders and getting stuff from the factory to here and making sure all the dealers get what they need. 
Um, it's just we have a great and we have a great group of people. Great hmm. group of people. And what uh, as we look, uh, you know, rest of twenty two and beyond us. I mean, what? Tell me what excites you about uh, the business looking forward. Oh, I would say uh, 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 I think we're just. Uh, you know what, what? What excites me again is, you know, Olamac's ability to to focus on one thing, listen to us when and also when we need it. You know, to to make a better product for the farmer, and uh, I I can't wait for the future because I think there's a there's just so much potential we have uh, to to grow and to help farmers uh, save save yield, and that's our big thing here. Is what our motto is. Just uh, you know, do what's right for the customer and try to get and try to get the 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 best product out there to save them the most yield to make them successful. Well, Dustin, I have enjoy, I always enjoy our conversations when we meet out on the road or at farm shows, and I I, I thank you uh, so much for joining us today. And boy, it is an exciting story uh, your growth with uh, selling Drago cornheads and uh, folks. Check out their website, Drago Tech. That's dragotec.com. Very transparent company with information, doing great things. And uh, again, hats off, Dustin. And uh, thanks thanks again for uh, being the guest this week. Well, thank you, Greg. Always always great to talk with you. Always great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Well, there you go, folks. My conversation with Dustin Bollig with Drago Cornheads, Dragotech Dragotech USA. North American distributor. Again, a big thank you to Dustin for joining me. And what a fun conversation. Uh, you can hear the passion and, uh, you know, Dustin's voice there talking about, uh, you know, continually pushing the envelope uh, to meet what, uh, you know, what customers want and need out of a, a better cornhead. And again, their family has been uh, selling Drago cornheads here in North America since 2001. So just had their 20 year anniversary last year. But again, Cool to hear the story on, uh, you know, Drago Cornheads going back to uh, 1954, uh, so almost 68, 68 years. So, so very cool. Now, folks, if you are looking for a used uh, Drago Cornhead, I should point you to MachineRepeat.com. I looked uh, as we we're talking here. I think there's 176 of them for sale uh, all around the country, uh, different age and size. So. Check that out, and uh, we do appreciate you shopping at our MachineRepeat.com website. Um, we, we're seeing quite a sharp spike in traffic, so we, we thank you for your support. Um, and if you are looking for equipment, we do have uh, our next monthly Machine Repeat online auction coming up Tuesday, January 18th. Um, so check that out. Um, good variety of equipment from all over the country. And if you're looking to sell, uh, just to get in your ear, um, our next Machine Repeat online auction is coming up February 22nd. So kind of a memorable day there. That'll be what? 2-22 of 22. So 2 two, 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 two. Can't miss it. And that'll be the next Machine Repeat monthly auction. Now, if you have an item or two for sale, again, I've been saying since October that I just, I've never seen a better time to be a seller of good condition used equipment. Values are up. I mean, it just is what it is. But uh, if you want to sell on our auction, just reach out. Give us a call, 844-727-6374, or just uh, send us an email, support at machinerypeat.com. 
can find all this info right on our website, machinerepeat.com. But whether it's one piece of equipment or your whole line, whatever, we can get it on our auction. And we've got some very unique, powerful promotion folks that's different. Um, you know, you may be seeing our new TV show where we preview the auction that airs on RFD TV. Uh, we put that out on our YouTube channel, social media as well. Uh, of course, it's promoted on Ag Day TV show, U.S. Farm Report, Farm Journal Magazine, AgriTalk Radio when I'm on there every Monday with Chip. Uh, of course, our own machine repeat, social media sites, YouTube. But uh, we do some things even beyond that. And of course, our partners at Big Iron, they bring 300,000 registered bidders to the party. So, you know, we, we have mass eyeballs we'll be putting on your equipment. So anyway, through all this unique promotion plus, plus mass uh, registered bidders, you know, we're going we're gonna to get buyers in front of your equipment. So again, give us a call, 844-727-6374. And thank you for joining us on episode 43 of the Machine Repeat Podcast. And until next time, I'll see you out at the sales. Mm -hmm.